All right, team, let's uh, get this moving. As always, going to be super short, super sharp, a little bit of inspiration, motivation, a little bit of reflection, little bit of projection. What we're going to cover here is the five reasons that people get results and the five main reasons that people do not get results. So first thing I want to touch on before we move forward is Everything which we're going to go through here today is a lot of it is down to obviously me being in this position and like speaking to each and every single one of you on a one-to-one -one basis. The general consensus in terms of the conversations I see over social media and just kind of how the information is portrayed. But as well, I think a key point to focus on is these are also mistakes which I have made. I fear that... A lot of the time, people seem to, to struggle to reach out and ask for help. And I want to just share something first and foremost, that the reason I'm in this position is because I'm effectively speaking to myself every time I speak to one of you guys. The challenges, the struggles, the faults, the failings, the setbacks, the lessons, all of these things which you feel you're struggling with right now, the only reason that I have feel like I'm confident enough to provide you the solution and deliver that with absolute conviction and absolute certainty is because I've done the work. I've had the counseling sessions, I've had the therapy sessions, I've had my own trainer. I've had all of these challenges, the comparison, the feeling that you're not good enough, the feeling you're not going to get the results, the feeling the results should come faster, the feeling of perfectionism, the blame game. I've been there and I just want to highlight the things that we're going to go through here today. Like, these are the five core things which are, are going to come back in different forms. What I actually took a second on and, and when I was planning this session out is the main thing I realized is I'm going through this in terms of business. I don't do it in terms of my own health anymore, but I do it in terms of business. Perfectionism. Well, I'm not going to launch my new training webinar until it's absolutely perfect comparison. Well, this coach is doing this thing. I'm playing the blame game. I'm never going to be good enough. All of these different things or getting caught up in the quick fix to try and make a little bit extra money or to try for you guys and just try get the quick fix to try lose an extra pound that little bit faster. These core problems and core challenges and core reasons as to why you progress or you regress, you fail or you, you fall, like you fall or you fail or you win or whatever it is, they're the common problems. So everything we're going to go through here is, is going to not just hopefully only benefit you in terms of your health and fitness, but give you a framework to follow so that you can understand and appreciate moving forward how to overcome this. And if these don't stand out to yourself, then what you're going to do is you're going to learn the lessons when this, when this challenge comes up in the future, you're going to get, they're going to have the framework. So first thing I want to do is in the chat box, I want you to write what is the one reason you're not where you want to be right now. We're going to be completely open. We're going to be completely honest. We're not going to paint around the bush. We're not going to sort of like teeter talk. We're just going to be as open, as honest and transparent. I want you guys to ask yourself a question. I want you to raise your hand and I am not going to leave this call until you have 100% conviction that you know what is necessary for moving forward. Consistency in diet and training. Absolutely incredible, dude. Love the ownership. Love the, the, the open, the honesty, the transparency here, brother. Like I said, we're not moving until everybody's engaged. 
And for those who aren't here, well, that's that's their loss because they know 7.30 every single Monday and every single Thursday. Yes, some of them have a few things on. For those who have reached out and said they can't make it, I appreciate that. I know who you are. For those who aren't here, they may have their own reasons. But again, you always do what uh, you value. So the reality is maybe they don't... Um, like they, they just need to have a bit of a reality check. But we are here and we need to identify what are the problems, what are the issues, how do we unbox that and how do we move from that? So Andy, Michael, I see you guys are here. Throw it in the chat box. What is the run one reason you're not where you want to be? Michael, I'm pretty sure that did. Consistency with diet. Awesome. Andy, just while you're typing that in, I'm just going to kind of get things started. So we don't really have, I've just have the five key points I want to kind of touch on. Number one, as we wait for, we use perfectionism as a tool to procrastinate. We're waiting for the perfect amount of calories. We're waiting for the perfect training plan. We're waiting for the perfect meal plan. We're waiting for the perfect weather. We're waiting for the perfect piece of equipment. What I want you guys to understand is, we all have this sense of always acting within our own best interest. We're all selfish in our own way. Perfectionism is just another form of being selfish. You need to choose your level of selfishness. The reality is perfectionism is just defeat and disguise. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're taking a step back because you don't believe that you're worth it. And that comes down to identity. That comes down to mindset. That comes down to consistency and how you effectively speak to yourself. So when you have perfectionism, it's like, oh, well, I won't, uh, I won't um, go out my run or I won't have my 10 steps because of this reason, because it's not perfect. And uh, I went over my calories ever so slightly. Therefore, I need to blow it or whatever it is. You set your entry level at a lot lower rate. You learn failure. It's this glass ceiling. It's like if you've ever put um, an animal in like a glass cage, like if I had a small, like a fly or something and I put a ceiling on top of it, this fly's going to do this for about five, like two minutes. And then it's going to just start jumping here and it's going to just learn that it's just failed. It's learned helplessness. So when we have this idea of perfectionism, all you're doing is you have this relationship with failure in the past and you think it's going to be like that again. So what I'll do is I'll blame it on perfectionism. I'll pass that blame over and because it's not perfect, that will prevent me from moving forward. So what do I mean by we're always selfish? When you, like, let's look at this thing. I'm selfish because I serve you guys. Like I said, I went through all these challenges and I went through all of these struggles. So every time I deliver one of these, I'm reconfirming all of my positive thoughts, emotions, feelings, behaviors. How do I speak to myself by re-articulating it to you guys? And you understand it because, again, I've done the work and I know how you feel. But me serving you is selfish to me. I choose my level of selfishness. I choose to go and do workouts. I choose to run my own business rather than working for someone else. But that allows me to provide for you guys, but it gives me the satisfaction. It gives me the feeling. But when you play the perfectionism card and when you don't follow through in actions and when you don't get results and then you start playing the victim, me, 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 me. That's selfish. So you need to start thinking about choosing your own level of selfishness. What are you focusing? What are you not focusing on? And if you can actually explore, well, what is it that you feel you're not worthy of? 
Because that's all perfectionism is. It's just procrastination in, in disguise. It's just defeat in disguise. So why is it you're not taking action on that one? Because you think it's not going to work. Well, if you have that thought process, well, it's not going to work. So I'm going to put it down to perfectionism. That's procrastination. You need to address the fact that it's not going to work. And you feel like it's not going to work. And if you have that mindset and that belief, you're going to only take so much amount of action. You're only going to get small results. You're going to play small. You're going to get small results. Your entry level is low. And because of that, your reward is low. What, what that does is it confirms to your belief system, see, I told you we can't do it. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right weather. It was COVID. Perfectionism. The second one I want to focus on is, is comparison. Comparison comes in two forms. You're either curiously compa uh, comparing yourself to someone, which is positive, or you're critically comparing yourself to someone or something. Potentially, you see a win in the group. Uh, you get curious. You read the comments. You read the post. Oh, what are they doing? How does that work? And then you look at yourself. And you have it set in your mind that you want to lose this weight, or I was this weight in the past, or I'm not there yet. How do they have it so easy? You realize where you're not, and then you get emotionally triggered. And when we feel guilt, when we feel that we're letting other people down, that really impacts our self-worth. That really impacts how we speak to ourselves. So from those, like, I also want to highlight and, and, and consider this for you guys. Like, when someone shares a win in the group, what you don't see is all of the back end stuff. So, for example, again, like we've got Andy on the line. You, maybe of you guys tuned into Martin Murphy's um, training webinar. And what's really powerful about the hot seat is you get to take a deep dive into what's really going on. Because, yes, Martin has lost two stone in 90 days. He's the fittest, strongest, healthiest. Um, that he's ever been. As far as happiest in terms of content with himself, yes, he feels that he's there. But the underlying challenges, if you even understood some of the challenges, which he was going through in the back end, that you don't see, you would start to think that your problems are so small. So small. Martin commented about how his mum has been in hospital for the last two months and they still don't actually know what the problem is. His lungs and his heart is pretty fucking serious. But here you are comparing to Martin about how he has it easy and how your problems are not your not meaningful problems. But I also want to highlight like when we have those moments, as a coach, from my point of view, and I've been guilty before in the past. When I share with my business group, I was like, oh, look, guys, I've had a really good month. I've had three people sign up or whatever it is. Like the volatility that that offers the next week or the next month, because we've all had a good week. We've all had a good month. But when you have that high, next week often feels like the low. So when I reached out to Martin, when I reached out to Samantha, when I reached out to Andy and said, guys, the three of you have absolutely smashed it this month. Andy, would it be fair to say, stay in the chat box, have we been communicating a lot more this month? If Martin was here, he would say the exact same. If Samantha was saying, he'd be saying the exact same. Because in my experience, from this point of view, those who have the high wins are a lot more volatile to feel like they have the low lows. And that's called emotional volatility. 
So yes, those who are winning, and if you feel like you're winning and you post with the group and you check in with me, I want you to appreciate that. I want you to celebrate that. That's incredible. But what then happens is you compare yourself the week after in terms of, oh, well, last week I was absolutely smashing it. This week, I've not lost any weight. I lost three pounds last week. I've not lost any weight this week. You then feel that it's the worst week ever. And then that subsequently leads to negative behaviors, taking you further away from the goal. The reality is you've just had a really, really good week. And this week isn't as good. But you can still focus on things which will move you closer towards those goals. Problem number three, which I see is quite common, is they don't have that long-term vision. They set the goal of, I want to be healthier, I want to be happier, I want to be stronger, I want to feel fitter. First four weeks in, we set them some step targets. They naturally, you guys clean up your nutrition, uh, you eat a little bit better, you move a little bit better, you sleep a little bit better. What happens? You feel healthier, you see the numbers in the gym going up, you feel stronger. Um, because of that act of progress, you get effectively complacent. And what, start, what the challenge is, is you don't have that clarity in that vision. And again, if you guys haven't watched the kickstart section, if you've just joined up and you're under your first 30 days, you should have that clear vision in terms of where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in 10 years? On my deathbed, what do I want to be focusing on? Those are your core values. We also done a fantastic webinar with Mandy Sinclair. But if you cannot articulate what you want from your health in three to four sentences, you need to take a step back and that needs to be your priority. Because when you have the goal of, I'll be happy when I lose a stone, the goalposts are always moving. They've done the Harvard study. Um, those who earned 100,000, those who earned a million, and those who earned 100 million a year, and all of them said, I'll be a little bit, I'll be more happy when I earn 20% more on average. The person who earned 100,000 wanted to make 120,000. The person who earned a million wants to make 1.2 million. The, person, the people who earned 100 million always wanted to earn 120 million. They don't have that long-term vision. They don't have that long-term goal. And you need to be able to articulate in one short paragraph, a mission statement, what do you want from your health? What do you want to be known for in your deadbed? Let that be the driving factor because you're all chasing the, I'll be happy when I lose this amount of weight. I'll be happy when I look like this. And it's chasing that goal is such a finite thing because you're doing what you think you should do to get that specific result. So what happens? You then self-sabotage because it's taking you away from what's really important. If I give you the option to go out to the beer garden with your friends or to eat a chicken salad and go do 5,000 steps, what are you going to choose? But then again, because you're chasing weight loss specifically, you think maybe I'll take that and then you feel worse and you feel bad and then the next day you binge or you overeat. You don't have that sense of control. You get frustrated because you, don't, you lack the motivation to do the right things you feel that you should be doing. Maybe it's meal planning, maybe it's meal prepping, but you don't see how this fits into the grand vision. But what sometimes happens is you push through it. You're more, you're, you're motivated, you want this, you focus on the discipline. But how often have you pushed through something? And again, myself included, you push through something. How do you feel after doing something you don't want to do? 
Do you feel better or do you feel worse? Let's see in the chat box. Do you feel better or do you feel worse after doing something you really don't want to do? Or even something after things that you feel that you should do? when you have that grand vision those who get it right when you have the right vision you focus on the things that you want to do because you know that it serves you because you have the right goal the right things in purpose but if you're chasing the things that you feel that you should be doing in a negative state it leads to negative thought patterns negative emotions which of course then follow negative behaviors number four is you're quick to blame yourself when you become successful, you get complacent. It's just that emotional volatility. I can't do this. You put yourself, you play the victim, you then compare yourself to the other people around you or the other people in the group or how you were last week or how you were four weeks ago or how far you are from where your goal should be. And number five is you don't ask for help when you really feel that you need it. When you joined, I asked everybody to work their way through the Kickstarter, and we set the rule of run to me, not from me, which is the 24-hour rule. If anything you have which is challenging you or struggling you, you reach out within 24 hours if you cannot find the answer. A problem or a challenge that can be solved by asking a question is not a problem or challenge because it can be solved by asking the right questions. You have the Facebook group, you now have the accountability groups, you have myself, you have everything that you need. But what I see is from someone who maybe is just starting out, they feel that their problems are too small, their problems are uh, they're too simple, and they feel they know that they should be getting all of these things right, and it should feel easy because they've just paid a bunch of money or whatever it is, and they know that they, all these, these, like what they've done in the past should work, et cetera, et cetera. And then they reach this burnout, but then they don't feel they want to let themselves down or they don't feel they want to raise and put their hand up for help. And because of that, it just takes them further and further away from the goal. Or on the flip side of that, as if you've been here for too long, you have this, in this thought process in this head of yours that, oh, well, I know that I've done this in the past and I can overcome it and I can do it. And all these things, blah, blah, blah. And that's called tall poppy syndrome. As you think, because you've been here long enough, your problems shouldn't be your problems. And you can stick it out and you can grind it out and you can keep going and you should know the answers. But the reality is things have changed. Your circumstances have changed. Your values have probably changed. Your environment has changed. The conversations you're having, how you speak to yourself has changed. So when you get to that next level, there's going to be new challenges. There's going to be new stories that you're telling yourself, which then need to be explored. And we need to have that grand vision. That's what it all comes back down to. It's just that grand vision. So and the flip side of that, it really just comes to this thing called the self-fulfilling prophecy. Your belief, the potential that you have, the actions that you take, the results that you get. Because if you have the belief that I can, you have the potential to do that I will, you have the action to do, I do, you get the result of I have. But when the belief, the potential, the action, the result is out of those positive frames, then that's when we don't get what we're wanting. 
those I can, I will, I do, I have. If you're speaking to yourself in any other form than that, you need to again, ask in the WhatsApp accountability groups, put up in the Facebook group, search the guide section, just put it in the search bar, and then again, reach out to myself. Those who get results on the flip of that, because again, there are people in here who get good results for a short period of time and we just need to learn to lean into those strengths. And hopefully you can start to see out of these five which we've just highlighted there, that things, we just need to bring awareness to them. So out of those five, number one, perfectionism. Number two, comparison. Number three is lack of long-term vision and getting caught up in distractions. Number four is you're quick to blame yourself. Number five is you don't ask for help when you really need it. Out of those five, what stands out to yourself? Just write number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. Let's see it in the chat box. And again, if you're listening to this back in the podcast, the first thing I want you to do now, and I will be following up in terms of who's here, who's not here, I want to see some comments. And I'll know by who's watched it by saying number two, number three, number four. And I know you guys in terms of why yous are here or why is it not here, why yous are stuck. And reality is, is like when I go through your check-ins at the end of this week, I'll know who's ticked off. I'll know who's winning. I'll know who's not winning because, again, I have communications with you guys. Number four, Gregor, number one. Team, I love this accountability. And, again, I just, like, I appreciate that feel like I'm maybe attacking you guys in this one. It can come across this. But I just want to bring awareness to the actions and the behaviors, not the person I just want to understand for you guys to have an awareness and an understanding that if these are the common behaviors and thought patterns that you're falling into, we need to approach the thought patterns, we need to approach the behaviors, and we need to change our understanding and we need to influence those. But once we have that awareness, that allows the opportunity to change. But it all starts with awareness. So team, in very short summary, the five reasons people get results is they take, they don't focus on in, uh, perfect inaction, they focus on imperfect action. When I ask them to go watch this video, when I ask them to write a meal plan, when I ask them to do things, they don't wait, they just give themselves permission, go forth and do it. And it might not be perfect, but they understand that 60, 70, 80% is better than nothing. Perfect Sorry, perfect inaction is not as good as imperfect action. You need to be focusing on imperfect action. You need to be getting stuff done because it's only when you get to the finish line and realize your efforts could have been better can you then improve on your efforts. But if you're sitting at the starting line and you've not even started running the race because it's not perfect or you see other people doing it or you don't like the competition, you set yourself up and say, no, there's no way I'm going to beat that person, you'll never know. People who get results have a good understanding that it's bigger than them. They understand who this influences. Again, uh, I'm going to pinpoint Andy here because we have this goal that is to be the best man on his brother's wedding. Now, with that being said, Andy got complacent when he dropped two stone. 
he had that little bit of a yeah cruise control beer gardens opened up and we we sort of took up the foot off the gas a little bit and it's only once we actually flipped our mindset it's like you know what we're going to just chill we're going to just enjoy this but we need to set something beyond the the wedding come august so he's now spoke about i want to get back onto football i want to be the best version of myself and the reality is andy's just a competitor andy is just an absolute competitor and as long as Andy is competing with himself, as long as I push him, as long as I challenge him, as long as I put him in Michael's running group, as long as Gregor, again, like there's a reason you guys are in because you're all wanting to run. You've got Robert, who's 53-year-old, running Tough Mudders, running 10Ks. Like as long as you guys are embracing that challenge, it goes beyond the, the specific weight loss goals. And now I feel like Andy has realigned, he's recommitted, and he, he understands and appreciates that. The last week, the last two weeks, Andy's been absolutely crushing it again. But the reality is, week one through ten, Andy smashed it, and then he dropped off. Andy, I hope you don't mind me calling you out here, but I'm just, it's, it's how it is, dude. People who get successful fail forward fast. They take on failure. They, they're, they act on 51% certainty. They don't need to have absolute conviction on what's going to work or what's not. They have enough belief in themselves that they will fail, they will fail forward, they will learn from it, and they will never make that failure again. Because if you fail and you learn from it, that's a lesson learned for a lifetime. People who get real results, they're organized. They're disciplined. They have the plan of attack. They have the plan A. They have the plan B. They understand that as long as they're living within their core values, they will be moving forward. But what I'm seeing is, again, like, like reflect back on like six months ago. Like, if you want to be healthy, if you look at yourself in a healthy mind, if you consider yourself physically strong and mentally strong, when the gym's shut and you can't go to the gym, then that, can, that had a big knock on a lot of people. But you can embrace strength in other areas. You can be strong. You can be courageous. You can be resilient. Yes, strong, courageous, and resilient physically is doing the work in the gym. But how can you do that mentally? How can you do that around your relationships? How can you do that with your career? When it comes to switching off, people who get results do not switch off. They switch on to effective rest and recovery strategies. If your weekend looks like uh, Monday through Friday, you're absolutely on top of your diet. And then on the Saturday, you know what? I'm going to just um, chill out, do absolutely nothing, and just relax and just switch off for the weekend. You sit, you put on TV, you have a beer, you phone a takeout, you're bored, you fill your food, you fill, you fill your thing with eating. You're just chasing that dopamine search. You're just hunting for that dopamine. Those who get results have meaningful routines that they switch on to. Now, again, I'm not saying I'm far from perfect, but each and every one of you guys know my Sunday routine. Get up, go a swim, go out for some breakfast, go a hike, catch up with the family. Like I'm out all day on Sunday, but I do the things that serve me. I don't switch off. I switch on to effective strategies, ones that give me energy. So you need to have those who get successful have this mindset, have this understanding that they're focusing on things that serve them. Everything is an energy serve game. Me sitting on my phone for an hour, like waiting on someone to message me, like versus me lying in bed, 
going for a nap potentially or sitting out in the sun and reading a book and then coming back and realize that I've got no messages on my Instagram, I could have very easily just wasted an hour sitting on my phone. You going a walk, probably getting out in the sun with a friend, with a partner gives you more energy than it does sitting and watching Netflix, mindlessly scrolling on your phone. So we need to look at time and we need to think energy management. But like with that being said, sometimes sitting watching Netflix with your partner is the right thing to do. Tuesday nights for me, for example, is pizza night and we sit and watch the TV series that we're watching at the moment. I love it. It's great. I switch on to Netflix. It doesn't mean at the weekend I switch on to Netflix because it doesn't serve me as well as it should. It's the same thing, but it just doesn't serve me. So those who get real, real lasting results have that thing to switch onto. They have the actions, they have the routines, they have that energy about them. And I want you to just understand energy is a form of frequency. If you catch yourself in a lower energy state, your frequency is a little bit lower. So what is the one thing you need to do to raise that frequency just a little bit? And we speak about motivation, we speak about momentum. Having higher energy frequency, you build more momentum. Momentum is going to drag you through those things, especially when times get tough. But when your momentum is low, your energy levels are low, your frequency is down, it's very hard to keep things moving. It's very hard to get things moving, sorry. It's a lot easier to keep things moving. It's a lot harder to get things moving. And then last but not least, those who get results have high personal standards. High personal standards eliminate low quality experiences. Coming from my aspect of it, like uh, once I started speaking to myself differently, once I started improving my relationship with myself, I started to naturally improve my relationship with food. I've spoken to you guys, you know my past, you know my story with regards to like binge eating and social life and money and all these different things. Like those are all things which I've dealt with in the past, but the, the solution to my relationship with food was improve the relationship with myself, hold myself to higher standards. When I look at emotional eating, it's when I'm at a lower energy frequency state, when I'm having an off day. Like those emotions are there, but because I hold myself in such high regard, and that's, I don't want this to come across as arrogance, that's confidence. There is a, there is a fine line, I feel, between confidence and then you dip into arrogance. But confidence is just being assertive in the type of person that you are. Arrogance is trying to claim something that you're not. So when you have higher personal standards, you do not engage in lower quality experiences. I was at a party, um, a friend's birthday party over the weekend. Next thing I know, someone's like, right, when are we getting the bags in? Right, that's my sign to go home. A birthday. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. No, there's nothing, like, I, I have nothing to say. It's not like, that's, that's who they are. I have no, but I just know that I'm not engaging in that. Because my standards have changed. My own personal standards have changed. So team, I want to quickly check in. What stands out to you there? Like, am I in your head? Is this making sense? Because I feel like this should, this, this is going to be, 
I'm going to be in your head right now, living rent-free. We've got any perfectionism, for example, where I think uh, I'm not feeling up to this run. I could be so not going as fast as I would like. Yeah. But how much better do you feel when you just tick it off? And yeah, it might not be your best, but you have that confidence to believe in yourself that I can do this. I can get it done. It may not be my best, but it's better than not doing it. You now have that relationship with yourself. In comparison, like rewind six months ago, 12 months ago, the last thing you'd be thinking of doing is running 12, 15K at a time. Imperfect action, yeah, is better than perfect inaction. Not switching off, but actively switching on to recovery. Yeah, dude, like an athlete, man, sprint, rest. You work hard, you recover harder. Switch on to recovery, huge, brother, huge. Switch on to work. Switch on to productivity. Another one which I was actually journaling on and, and my, my coach, um, was speaking to this about me is because there are times where I struggle to switch off. Um, I feel this, I should be working. I have it in my head that time equals money or whatever you kind of want to look at. But the reality is, Gregor, over to you, right? Um, to pick a point, the, to pick apart that time equals money and time is, is how you deliver value Gregor, if you'd done the very, very best painting that you ever could do, and someone was going to offer you 10 grand for this painting to get done, and you're like, right, cool, it's going to take me 12 weeks. I'm like, right, cool, I'll give you 10 grand for it. Fantastic. If you could deliver the exact same painting, same quality, same standard of excellence, to their quality, to their expectations, but you could do it in eight weeks, should you still get paid 10 grand if you're doing it faster? Effectively, you should get paid more. So we need to get rid of the expectation that time equals value. And we weigh so much emphasis on time when it comes down to like our health and stuff like that. And when it comes down to like our time management or energy management, um, a bit of a mindset, mindset shift that I had when I was going through my coaching issues is like, stop asking yourself what it feels like to be productive because productive to you means busy. I want you to just start asking yourself, is this an effective use of your time? I would much rather be effective than I would be productive. Because I can feel productive by working and using this device and, and passing it off as work because effectively that's what I do. Like I work from a laptop or I work from a phone and next thing I know I've been scrolling through Instagram and sending a couple of messages and thinking I was productive. Is this an effective use of my time? So team, in summary, I want to, to ask you guys three questions and you're each going to share on this one and I want you to get publicly accountable. So you're going to unmute here and one at a time, we're going to just go through these three questions. Where have you been holding yourself back? Out of these five key lessons, which we've spoke about, what stands out to yourself the most? Let's get publicly accountable here. Number two, how much have you grown in the last 30 days, the last 60 days, the last 90 days? 
whatever time frame suits you. Again, if you're here quite short and you've only been here for the last 30 days, and that's fine. If you've been here and you're watching this back on replay and you've been here longer than six months, then I want you to think back to like how much you've changed in the last six months. Because team, it's the 1st of July. We're in the second half of the year. I want you to think back to the 1st of January of 2021. The reality is you're a different animal. You're a different breed. You've grown so much. And then number three is what actions do you need to focus on in July? So number one, where have you found yourself to be holding yourself back? Number two, how much have you grown in the last six months? And number three is what actions do you need to focus on in July? Andy, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. I'm going to ask you first. Can you just take yourself off of mute here, bud? There he is. There he is. The man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Happening. All is good. So, where do you feel you've been holding yourself back? Uh, I suppose probably recently, as as you said, kind of first few weeks, whether that be kind of ninety days, I was cutting out all the kind of crisps and suits and that. Um, but after then, right, I start to see results. I've been starting to dip back in, um, slowly but surely. Um, but again, that's absolutely fine because I, I was still seeing weight loss. I wasn't seeing it as much. So I suppose in that terms of thing, I'm kind of holding myself back there where I could probably see better results if I was still cutting out all the crap. But, you know, I suppose for me, I'm quite happy. See if I just see a couple of pounds come off here and there. And I know, ah, well, I've had, you know, I've, I've had a bit of chocolate, I've had crisps, and that was fine, or I've enjoyed my weekend, got a takeaway, and it's not as bad. Um, but I suppose I pulled myself back in terms of I probably could have lost a bit more weight if I didn't get back into the chocolate and crisps that as quickly as I did. Yeah. And I think it's important that you have that awareness, not to, like, get caught up and kind of get frustrated on that, but more so as a lesson that, right, when we're focusing specifically on weight loss, the best thing you can do is just double down because you're going to get those results a lot faster. And I think this is a common problem I see. Like, again, you worked so hard and so well for the first six to eight weeks. We set ourselves a goal to lose two stone. I'm like, well, again, I think once we tick that off, and that's specifically kind of why we had that pullback because we did push you a little bit further. And yes, you got a little bit kind of, uh, more relaxed with it, which again, I think is is point in case of it, but we pulled back for the last two weeks. We're going to pull back a little bit more and then we're going to get ready to drop the hammer so that you're in absolute incredible shape from the wedding. Yep. But again, I think take this as a lesson for yourself is when you have that goal, when you have that target, is just, again, sort of commit yourself to that target. Like, because again, we could, like, we could easily lose a kilo uh, a week, uh, one to two pounds. And if we done that for the next like three weeks, we would lose easily three to four kilos. That's dropping the absolute hammer and you're going to get there a lot faster. Obviously understanding and appreciating like then. Um, but yeah, just don't think get caught up on like what you could have done and use it as a lesson that next time, double down on those actions and really, really lean into that. Yeah. And again, think back to, to, I mean, to think back to this time six months ago. Um, how much do you think you've grown 
Hugely, mate. Hugely. I mean, like, even since the start of yourself, I was running 5Ks in, you know, half an hour. Now I'm running them 23 minutes, nearly 24, 24 23, 24 minutes. So, massive difference. Um, I feel myself get stronger, I feel myself get faster. So, it's uh, different, much different than I was at the start of the year. And then last but not least, there is what actions do you need to double down on in July? Depends. Depends what you what you put in the schedule for me. Um, if it's back to weight loss, as you said, it's back to double down. Um, all the crap out, uh, get get in the best shape I can. And if not, then it's I just make sure I'm still ticking off the gym and the calories. Yeah, dude, I think incredible level of uh, awareness, incredible level of accountability here showing up. Um, and yeah, dude, I think uh, you're so open in terms of just taking everything that you possibly can out of this. And uh, by all means, I think it's a matter of next next week or two. Let's just enjoy our aspect of training. Like I said, let's push the intensity. Let's drive the calories uh, up. Enjoy that. So I, I realized that you actually lost, uh, I think, a pounds last week as well. So it just goes to show uh, that when our energy levels are up, when we actually increase your food, your, your output is that much better. You run faster, you train harder, and you still manage to lose weight. So the reality is we're still on a calorie deficit. We're just maintaining and enjoying life a lot better which just goes to show food quality, training quality, how you feel, how you speak to yourself, and you can still uh, stick, stick, stick all these off, dude. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Gregor, over to yourself, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, where do you feel has been the biggest standout for yourself that you need to, is an area that you feel you want to work on? Uh, I think probably in relation to what you said today, uh, probably having a long-term plan is quite interesting for me. It's some, not something I've done for years I suppose um, so it's, it's always been quite reactionary I suppose working towards like kind of dealing with injury or just one week to the next or kind of that, that kind of thing so it's quite interesting to have like a, a five six month goal to work towards and like a structure in place there yeah huge um, I'm going to just send you something I'm going to just put that on my to-do list for tomorrow cool awesome brother um, when you again reflect back on six months ago how much do you think you've grown in the last six months? Uh, well, we've we've obviously only been working for I don't know what about a month or something. Um, but I think in, in a lot being able to do a lot of little things. So the, the kind of stuff you're talking about, like little changes and perfect changes, that kind of thing. Uh, it's been, like I've had more motivation to kind of work to that plan or do what I can rather than the whole thing if I can't do the whole thing but if it's just a matter of making a small choice with food when you're out or um, kind of uh, cutting back calories slightly or if you can't do a full workout but you still get to the gym and do some of it that kind of thing or extra steps and just little things that kind of contribute and build up whereas before I made it kind of just thought fuck it so yeah uh. absolutely and if you could like I want you to just kind of take that zoom out and just really like give yourself the appreciation that you deserve uh given again like i know you like you've you're taking you're taking this massive step into effectively this new identity like again you are you, i don't think you're giving yourself enough credit here but you're a completely different animal because again you are managing your own business as well as working other like you're doing there's a lot of moving parts here and i think for yourself is having that ability to take the step back and reflect on these moments uh, I think it's going to be extremely powerful for yourself. 
Um, and again, if you can reflect back in terms of how much you have grown over the last six months and even just in the last 30 days, if you could replicate that growth that we've had in the last 30 days and do that, but of course, focus on like, obviously as, as the opportunity presents itself, things will start to change. But month by month, growth by growth, you're going to be the end of this year, man. Absolutely incredible. So what actions do you feel you need to, to focus on and double down on in July? Uh, probably implement that structure, making sure I'm in a good routine. Uh, there's something else as well, but I've totally forgotten it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I just continue to make those little changes. Incredible. Awesome. Absolutely incredible. Well, team, if you listen to this back on podcast, let me know what your three answers are. Let's, again, get yourself, hold yourself publicly accountable. Hold yourself personally accountable. Raise your own standards. And that's exactly why we're here. And uh, for those who, again, who have, uh, have not watched this back, I will be reaching out and be making sure that you follow up with this one. And uh, again, I'm keeping notes. Like nobody gets left behind here in July. And uh, we're all have everything that you need. Uh, team, we're going to love you guys and leave you logging off for the